last week we began to we mentioned how the importance of using the word of God when we pray and how it's okay to pray, talk to God, stop, read the word of God, allow God to speak to us and interact with the Lord as we uh, as we pray. I want to play off of that and for the next couple of weeks I want to look at a uh, a subject the other side of prayer the other side of communicating with God and that is reading the Word of God and if prayer is how we talk to God the Word of God is how God speaks to us and so I want to look at that tonight at God's Word and over the next couple of weeks we're going to look a little more in depth um, at some actual tools to use as we study God's Word methods for studying God's Word and and some things to watch out for as Christians just as it is important to read the Word of God, it's just as important that we accurately uh, interpret the Word of God and accurately apply the Word of God. Um, it's amazing how we have one Bible, one Word, one Scripture, and yet there's a ton of denominations and different beliefs and different interpretations of the Word of God. So as we read the Word of God, it is important that we read it and that we interpret it correctly. And so uh, we'll look more into that uh, next week. But tonight I want to look at just God's Word. I'm going to look at three things. And if you've got a handout, um, you can follow along. If you didn't get one, we do have some. If you want them, we've got some handouts here with um, our notes you can follow along with. Can you help me pass these out? I'm going to let my wife help pass those out. So I'm not running around trying to talk at the same time. <laughs> So I encourage you, if, if you don't have one of those, get one. You can keep up with it and kind of follow along with us as we study. I, I apologize. I, I got them in here tonight, but I think some of you had already made it in before I set the, uh, the paperwork out. And um, I, I'll try to have one of these each week for you all to go along with. Um, but I want to look at the Word of God tonight. And uh, the first... Really, there's three things that we must do with the Word of God. We must hear God's Word, we must read it, and we must meditate upon it. And so the first aspect is hearing the Word of God. In Luke chapter 11, in verse number 28, Luke chapter 11, and verse number 28, the Bible says, but he said, more than that, blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. So even Jesus himself said, blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. So we are to hear the Word of God. Um, there are some different ways that we can hear the Word of God. We can hear it obviously as we're tonight. We're preaching the Word of God. You're hearing it. And so you can hear the Word of God. Um, we also can hear it nowadays. If you have a smartphone, it's real easy to hear the Word of God. And uh, I encourage you, if you've never done that, there's apps you can get on your phone. It's real simple. You can hit play and it will read the Word of God to you. And they'll do automated as well. There's some of them I've listened to, and uh, they will have it with a little bit of music in the background. And uh, when it's a character, a biblical character talking, they'll have somebody else. When it's God, they'll have a supposed voice of God reading it. If it's a lady, a lady will pick up and read her part. And so it's almost more of an animated type reading of Scripture. And there's a lot of different ways you can hear the Word of God. 
And it, it's important that we read the Word of God. It's important that we do it. Um, on Sunday mornings, when we read the Scripture, typically, I don't have your stand up every time we read Scripture, but typically when we read our first Scripture at the beginning of the sermon, I try to get you to stand up, and I want us to recognize that this is an important aspect of the service, is when we read the Word of God. And uh, matter of fact, this is about the most important aspect of the service altogether, is reading the Bible. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 17. The Bible says, So then faith cometh by, or comes by hearing, and hearing, how? By the Word of God. And so it is important that we hear the Word of God. It's important that the lost hear the Word of God. And of course, that's a great aspect of evangelism, is that we share the Word of God for the lost to hear. But you know what? Even as Christians, it's still important for us to hear the Word of God. And so First uh, Timothy 4.13 says, Till I come, give attention to reading and to exhortation to doctrine. And again, part of that is reading and hearing the Word of God. Which brings us into our segue to our next point, which is we are to hear uh, God's Word, but also, as First Timothy said, we are to read the Word of God. Read the Word of God. And... Um, we should be careful that we are applying God's Word to our life. Jesus questioned if people had read the Bible. Jesus had questioned that. You say, really? In Matthew 19, verse 4, the Bible says, And he answered and said to them, Have you not read that he who hath made them at the beginning made them male and female? Jesus said, Have you not read it? Have you not read in Scripture? Jesus said, listen, uh, you're, you're supposed to be the uh, supposed religious crowd. Have you not read what the Bible say, what the Scriptures say? And so it's important um, that we read the Word of God. It's good to come to church. It's good to hear what other people say about the Word of God. But it's important that we read the Bible. Um, and it is essential that we know the Word of God. In Mark 12, 10, Jesus says, Have you not even read this scripture? The stone which the builder rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Again, he asked him, Have you not read the scripture? Matthew 4, 4, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And so Jesus says, Listen, he questioned if they had heard the word of God, but then Jesus makes this bold statement. He says, You're not going to live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds uh, from the mouth of God. What is that? That's the Bible, the Word of God. This is the words that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus says, you're not just going to live by bread. You're going to live by this. We are required as Christians to read God's Word. It's essential. And so we're going to go into that there is an aspect of reading God's Word that is important, but there's also um, learning to apply the Word of God. The Bible says that those who read it are blessed. That's probably on your handout, I believe. Those who read the Bible are blessed. Revelations chapter 1 and verse number 3. The Bible says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy. And keep those things which are written in it, for the time is near. The Bible says you're blessed. That word blessed or blessed really means um, happy at its bare essential. 
Um, you're blessed, you're going to be happy, you're going to be healthy, are those who read the words. Recorded readings, those who automated reading of the Bible, and if you listen to those, you might enjoy them. I, I have in the past. Um, I'm more of a uh, faster reader, and a lot of times listening to that reading of the Scripture automated gets a little bit too slow for me. It, it can irritate me sometimes it goes so slow. But a lot of people enjoy that pace and speed of reading. At that rate, it says that listening to the Bible, um, it proves you can listen to the entire Bible cover to cover in 71 hours. 71 hours. That is less than the average American now spends each month watching TV. Just 71 hours. That's only over a couple hours a day. And you could read through the entire Bible every month. So reading God's Word, there are three things we must do. First, we must find time. And it doesn't take that much time. It just takes us finding time to say, I want to spend just a few minutes in God's Word. Fifteen minutes a day. Fifteen minutes a day is all it takes. Fifteen minutes a day will allow you to read through the Bible in one year. And I wonder how many Christians have never read through the Bible. It would probably surprise us, even here at our church, how many people attend on Sunday who have never read through the Bible. And yet all it takes is 15 minutes a day. I know we're busy. I understand that. We've got 15 minutes. We just don't want to spend it. Break it down even further. Just five minutes a day, and you could read through the Bible over three years. Everybody has five minutes. So there's no excuse. We just need to find time to read the Word of God. Second of all, we should find a plan. How do you read through the Bible? And I want to say this is important. And, and again, I know this is kind of elementary level stuff. You're probably going, preacher, uh, we already know this. Why are you telling us this? I just want to drive home how important it is to read God's Word. But find a plan that works for you. Uh, one good plan to read through the Bible is Genesis to Job, Job to Matthew, then Matthew to Revelation are all pretty equal segments. So if you'll start in Genesis, Job, and Matthew and read a chapter or e read equal chapters in each book, those three books, you'll basically come to the end of all of them at the same time. And that's a good thing to do. If you've never read through the Bible, I hope everyone here on a Wednesday night has read through the Bible. But if you haven't, I encourage you to find a good plan. And here's the reason I say that. If you've never done that, I can't tell you how many people I've known who have told me January 1st, preacher, I'm reading through the Bible this year. And they do great through Genesis. Genesis is great. And Exodus is pretty good. Leviticus, they start slowing down a little bit. Um, then you get into Numbers. And by Deuteronomy, they have done gave up. It don't make sense. There's too much. These names re repeat. The numbers repeat. And people just get discouraged and give up. Find a good plan that can kind of take you from different scriptures and that can keep you engaged and encouraged and feeding off of the Word of God. And so finding a good plan is important. Um, again, Genesis, Job, and Matthew, it keeps things more interested. You're not just reading one. If you get into Deuteronomy, reading four or five chapters a day, Unless you really enjoy studying names, um, it can be a lot. 
And so this will help keep you engaged. Um, Foundations offers a, a New Testament and Bible reading program. And there's a lot more. If you say, Preacher, I just want, I'd love to have a Bible reading plan. I'll be happy to get you one. You just let me know. Um, but I encourage you to find a plan that keeps you engaged and excited about reading God's Word. The third one, which I believe is very important about reading God's Word and studying it, is that we learn to meditate upon the Word of God. Let's turn to Psalms chapter 19. Psalms chapter 19. And I want to read several verses of Scripture here in Psalms about meditation. First off, in Psalms 1-2, the Bible says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. But in Psalms 119, uh, verse number 15, the Bible says, Psalms 119, verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts. Psalms 119 has a lot about meditation. Verse number 23 says, Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Verse number 48, Psalms 119, verse number 48. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments, for I have sought your precepts. And so, I'm sorry, lift up to your commandments, which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. And so there in verse 48, they meditated. Verse number 78, it says, um, Let the proud be ashamed, for they uh, treated me wrongfully with falsehood, but I will meditate on your precepts. Verse number 148 of Psalms 119. Says, my eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. All throughout the Psalms, we find that uh, the psalmist meditates upon the word of God, the statutes of God, the law of God. And so meditation is very important. When's the last time you heard somebody in church talk about meditation? And again, often we kind of think of some crazy hocus pocus stuff. That's not what meditation is. Meditation is we're going to sit and we're going to ponder, we're going to think upon it, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit begin to uh, seep it into our heart. This is essential for Christians. We must meditate upon God's Word. And if you don't meditate on God's Word, here's what's going to happen. You're going to read three, four, five, six, seven, it don't matter. You can read 10 chapters a day in God's Word, and you get done, you say, wow, I read a bunch of scriptures. You fold the pages of the Bible, and you get up, and you go, now what did I just read? And you've read a lot of content, but it hasn't affected your heart. Meditation is where we slow down and say, Lord, okay, um, I might have read a chapter, but Lord, part of this scripture, something stands out to you, and you say, I'm going I'm to take that verse with me, and I'm going to begin to contemplate on, Lord, would you reveal that, what you have for me in that scripture? And we begin to think about it, and we really begin to stop and slow down, and we pick a smaller passage, and we really chew the cud. We bring it back up and we keep thinking about it. And we meditate upon that scripture. 
And this is important. I believe it is something that is we have missed discipleship by not teaching people to do this. We've missed the mark by not teaching the church and our children, our grandchildren, to meditate upon God's Word. You say, preacher, what is the effects of not doing this? The effects of not doing this is that we have people who are in church, who have been in church, they've been raised in church, they've heard the truth, they've heard the Word of God, and they know the Word of God, but the Word of God has not impacted their heart. It has not changed away their worldview. They do not have a biblical worldview because they've heard the Word of God, but the Word of God has not been hidden and written upon their heart. And, and there's evidence of it left and right. Um, people who just walk away from truth, and you're scratching your head going, what happened? They missed the Word of God. It never impacted their mind and their heart. And so it's important as Christians that we say, listen, I want to meditate um, upon your Word. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse number 8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have good success. Meditating on the Word of God. And so I encourage you, um, it's important that you read the Bible. But don't just read God's Word and say, there, I did my duty for the day. Close the Bible and go on about your day and not allow the Word of God to change your heart. Meditate upon it and say, Lord, I want your Word to impact me. And so uh, we, we find that we should uh, hear God's Word, we should read God's Word, and then also we should study God's Word. We should study God's Word. Ezra chapter 7 and verse number 10, For Ezra had prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord, and to do it, and to teach statutes and ordinances in Israel. Ezra prepared his heart to seek the law of the Lord. He said, listen, I want to find it, I want to know it, I want to understand it. In Acts chapter 17, verses 11 through 12, these were uh, more fair-minded than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness and searched the scriptures daily to find out whether these things were so. Therefore, many of them believed, and also not a few Greeks, prominent women, as well as men. And so they find that they search the scriptures daily. They studied the word of God. 2 Timothy 4.13, bring the cloak that I left with uh, Carpus and Troas when you come, and the books, but especially the parchments. And so here we find that Paul was telling Timothy, listen, when you come, I want you to bring all my cloak and these things with me. He says, but especially the parchments. That would have definitely contained scripture. Paul was the eyewitness account to Christ and to the New Testament church wrote a large portion of our, of our scriptures. God used him. Paul, of all people, knew the word of God. Here Paul is at the nearing the end of his life. He's been locked up. He's in, imprisoned. And he writes to Timothy. He says, bring my books, 
my coat. He says, but especially the parchments with the scripture. He said, bring my coat, but even more so than that, living in a cold prison, he said, bring the scriptures. If Paul needed the word of God, don't you think you and I do? I believe we do. Um, someone asked Spurgeon, said, uh, said Spurgeon said, uh, how often do we need to read the Bible? And uh, basically his response was, how often do you have problems and trials and tribulations in life? He said, daily. He said, no more than I can eat food to sustain me for the next six months, or I can take in a breath of air to sustain me for the next week. He said, no more can I read the Word of God one time and expect it to sustain me through my needs. He said, it must be a daily, continual occurrence. I believe Spurgeon was right, don't you? We need the Word of God, and we need to apply it to our life, to read it, but also to study it. To study, to show ourselves approved, and we should dig into the Word of God. And so, as we go forward over the next couple of weeks, and I know you know how to read the Bible, but I just want to get, give just some foundational tools that I'm sure you're familiar with. Uh, but I just want to go back to the basics, kind of get back to the beginning. How do we read the Word of God? How do we study it? How do we study it correctly in context and compare Scripture with Scripture? to make sure that we're reading and interpreting the Word of God correctly. And that's important that we know how to do. Um, you say, why? Maybe not you, but somebody in our church, sooner or later, they're going to get uh, witnessed to or talked to by somebody who believes and teaches contrary to what we believe. And what I want us to be able to do is say, listen, um, in spite of who's with me, I want to be able to know that you can go to the Bible and say, listen, I can tell when somebody's telling me something, if they're telling me what the Bible actually says, or if they're trying to manipulate Scripture to fit what they believe. And there's a lot of that that happens. Even in churches, in good churches, some of that happens. And so we need to know how to study God's Word. Jerry Bridges said, reading gives us breath, breath. And study gives us depth. He said reading scripture is kind of like driving across a, a, a lake on a motorboat with a big engine where you just zip across to the other side. You see the whole thing, but you only see the surface. He said studying the word of God is like crossing that same lake in a glass bottom boat with a, with a, with a pedal or paddle. He said, you go slow, and you get to look below the surface and see what, what's really there. And that's what study is. Reading the Bible says, I'm going to read it, but then study it says, I'm going to dive into Scripture. I want to learn how to compare Scriptures. Um, one of the subjects that's a great example of that is the book of Revelations. Revelations is a popular subject. Everybody, it seems like, every other author, you go to the Christian bookstore, one out of every two books is something to do with end time prophecy and revelations. People love that subject, but most people are scared to death to read it for themselves. They want somebody, Dr. So-and-so, to just tell me what it means because we don't want to study it. There's a lot to it. Well, it's okay to learn from other people. It's okay to gain wisdom and knowledge from other people. But as Christians, 
You mean to tell me there's a whole book of the Bible that we're going to be scared to study for ourselves? That's not the way God designed it to be, is it? I don't believe that was ever God's intention. And so we need to learn how to study God's Word. And so we want to look at that going forward over the next few weeks. Again, we need to hear God's Word. I encourage you to hear God's Word. And... Um, uh, read God's Word. I know that goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. I know that don't make any sense, but I'm going to say it regardless. We ought to read God's Word. Read it to ourselves. Read it to our families. Read it to our kids. Read the Word of God. i never forget, it's been about two years ago now, we were still living in Lafayette, Georgia at the time. And um, we had a really good routine going then. And we would read the girls' scripture every night. I was teaching them how to pray through scripture. And uh, we would read scripture with them. We would ask them, okay, now what does that mean? We were trying to teach them how to meditate on God's word. And um, we, something happened and we broke our schedule for a few days. And um, we got back and we read, our, we read one night after that, after a couple of days of missing it, and we put the girls to bed. And Maggie, she's seven now, she was, I think, five at the time. She said, Daddy, she said, thank you for reading the Bible to me. She said, it helps me sleep so much better. Now, a five-year-old recognized what the Word of God did in her own heart. It's a shame that most of us adults don't recognize the difference God's Word makes. But a five-year-old recognized that she slept better when the Word of God was read to her. You know what, as Christians, adults, what we ought to be saying? I want to read your Word, God, because it makes a difference in my heart. Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Are you needing encouragement? Are you needing wisdom? Are you needing guidance? Read God's Word. That's how we find that peace. That's how we find that comfort. That's how the Lord speaks to our heart. And so um, we need that. And so I encourage you tonight, um, study God's Word. It's important. Um, that's about all. I'm going to be short tonight on that. Um, but I just wanted to go over that momentarily. And again, next week, I'm going to... It's going to be, I hope y'all don't mind, it's going to be a little different on Wednesdays. I'm going to, next week, next couple of weeks, I'm going to really just dive in. We're going to have an open, more of a conversation. And I hope y'all will give me some input and feedback as we go. Um, but I want to dive in, how do we study God's Word? And we may even try to do some scriptures with that uh, together. Because um, I know some of y'all uh, have some great wisdom to input on this subject. And so we want to look at studying God's Word.